entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Here's Marty Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, which is a production of Business Builders Media. You can get all our shows and podcasts from many more great podcasters at businessbuildersmedia.com, where we give entrepreneurs and business leaders the tools they need to have their voices heard. That's businessbuildersmedia.com. I have three special guests with me today, Daniel Kemper, Azalyn Parzanese, and Baylor Lansden. They are all from the Rodale Institute. Welcome, everyone. Thrilled you're here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And Ashlyn, how'd I do with the last name? It was perfect. Perfect. Say it again so so I can hear it again. Say it again. Ashlyn Parsons. (laughs) Okay, that's very good. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting show. Like, Well, I think all our shows are interesting. But here's why. So um, our interview with Dan Ashlyn and and Baylor is – is part of a series of podcasts we are doing with the Rodale Institute. On the Rodale Institute website, which you can find at rodaleinstitute.org, it says this, the future is organic. Rodale Institute is growing the regenerative organic movement through research, farmer training, and consumer education. So I guess this is kind of consumer education for our business audience. So again, Daniel Aslin and Baylor, welcome to the show. Dan, Dan Kemper, let's start with you, sir. So give us an overview what's happening at the uh, Rodale Institute. I'd love to. Thank you, Marty. Uh, so the Rodale Institute is an organic agricultural research and education facility. We're a nonprofit, and uh, our main goal is to uh, – experiment, report on the experiments, and then teach people what we learn from that, uh, as well as simply creating farmers on the property. It's a beautiful property. Uh, Dan Kimbrough and I were out there a couple of weeks ago, and we did some filming out there, and uh, it's just a magnificent property. So um, it's, it's, it's so cool out there. So so I have two Dan, so I'll keep on saying the last name. So Daniel <laughs> Kemper, um, yeah. what is your specific role uh, with the Rodale Institute? So I am the farm manager for our Kutztown campus, and that is one of the original campuses and our main site for our research and for our farmer training. Okay, so you, uh, what, what, what got you there, I guess? What, what, what education, what experience, what got you to be uh, the farm manager, a farm manager at the Rodale Institute? So I, uh, I went to Kutztown University, and there I got my degree in biology uh, slash ecology. Uh, while I was there, my last year, I needed to do an internship. And so my advisor was actually a CSA member for a farmer that was leasing land from Rodale. And uh, I was hooked up with that. And obviously, everyone takes free labor. And that's what I was offering was free labor for credits. So yeah. we took that right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, from there, I kind of honed in my skills. That was John and Amy Good that taught me how to farm and taught me what production was. Uh, I worked for them for about three years. And then right when I was at a crossroads in my life, I was thinking, you know, Maybe I should go back to lab work, invest more in my degree, uh, or continue to do what I want and make less money than I intended. 
uh, luckily an opening uh, happened at Rodale right then and there. And so I applied for it and uh, I was hired as a general laborer and I've been working my way up since. And now I'm currently farm manager. So how, how long have you been there? Did you mention that? How long? I started in November of 2014. So it's been over five years. Okay. Six. All right. So, um, so obviously your background attracted to you to this kind of work. In those few years that you've been at Rodale, what, 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 what have you found most rewarding? Talk to me about that. I, uh, the thing I want to do with my life is to spread the knowledge that I have and change the world for the good. And so I had the tools to understand the science that goes into our agriculture and then obviously the opportunity to work at Rodale Institute. Um, in college and even before college, I've always been a mentor and a tutor. Uh, I've gone through mentoring programs. Um, even some of the employees that have been hired here at Rodale were actually my mentees when we were in college together. Uh, I find the transfer of knowledge to be the absolute uh, apex of what satisfies me in my career uh, and is the absolute legacy that I want to leave here. So it's really uh, seeing a gap in the world where there's not enough organic farmers. We're seeing land turnover for conventional agriculture development. Uh, there's a huge gap for farmers and we need them to be taking over this land and managing it organically. And so I've simply inserted myself into that area and I find our program to be one of the biggest answers you can have for that gap between retiring farmers and new aspiring farmers. Wow. That's uh, pretty powerful. You mentioned uh, CSA at the beginning of that. Now, again, we have to be careful. There'll be people listening to this have no idea what CSA stands for. So what is that? Uh, CSA is a community supported agriculture and it's a business model in which uh, a farmer will accrue lots of customers in the beginning of the year and those customers will pay for the entire season of vegetables up front. So that could be anywhere from $500 to $1,000 up front per person uh, mm -hmm. for the season and that allows the farmer to get all the equipment they need, all the seeds they need and then it's simply uh, a management and harvest process and distribution after that without any more payments. So that's pretty much the, what it is. That's a business model. Do you see that growing, Daniel? I, uh, you know, I, I think at least in this area, we've kind of reached a point of saturation as far as number of CSAs and number of growers. Uh, what I'm seeing now is a, a, some uh, like new movements and new diversification within the CSA model with people trying uh, new abilities to charge people in different ways or people mm -hmm. can select certain things or they can uh, have like a charge card or an online store. And so I'm not seeing a ton more CSAs pop up, but I am seeing people really uh, either diversify or the opposite of that and hone in on just a few crops and really specialize in that. So I I'm actually seeing uh, a saturation and then people looking elsewhere for their niche market. Very interesting. Aslan, let's bring you in. And um, All right. Yeah. So everybody stay awake. Beller, I'm going to call on you next. So stay awake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aslan, um, I believe uh, everything you're doing is a big deal, but uh, from what I see here and read, you're involved with the St. Luke's-Rodale Institute Organic Farm. Now, who is St. Luke's first? Because our show goes nationally, actually internationally. So first of all, explain who or what is St. Luke's, and then talk to me about the St. Luke's-Rodale Institute Organic Farm. All right, I'll do my best. Um, so I just started at this location maybe like a month and a, a month and a half ago. 
and um, Rodale has a partnership with um, with St. Luke's Hospital, and we provide organic produce to the employees at the St. Luke's Hospital and the um, ca- cafeterias at 10 different locations or like, uh, uh, yeah, the cafeterias. So that goes to the patients sure. and just people, guests coming in. And St. Luke's mm. is a hospital just local in the Lehigh Valley. Mm. I would think that's a pretty big deal. Um, I Well, I know it's a pretty big deal. So, um, and if I understand correctly, um, it's one of only a few. I mean, this isn't a, this is, this is happening, I guess, Aslan, but um, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of a, one, one of few, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's really amazing work and it's um, really um, a great opportunity to be a part of something like this. So there are, you're, and by the way, all this is kind of around the Kutztown, Pennsylvania area. Uh, Rodale is located in Kutztown. Uh, obviously, Daniel went to school there. And so think about this, you know, in this kind of geography. Um, St. Luke's is based in Allentown, Bethlehem, Eastern Pennsylvania, I believe, or close by to Kutztown. And so that's kind of a natural affiliation. But the idea that they are partnering with Rodale to provide food for the hospital and the cafeterias is a significant um, opportunity. So I understand that, Eslin, that you were actually an intern at uh, Rodale, and then that morphed into what you're doing now. Am I correct there? Yes, that's correct. Dan um, was my teacher. Pardon me? Dan was my teacher. Dan was your teacher. Oh, he said yeah. he likes to teach, so that must have worked out okay, I guess. You know? <laughs> So, yeah. so you're so you're there. Well, tell me a little bit more more about your background. Um, my background is in farming. I've worked in agriculture collectively for three to four years now. Um, but my education is mostly in holistic health, um, like alternative forms of medicine. So I did a yoga teacher training. I've studied Reiki and Ayurveda. Um, I spent a lot of time at an ashram in Reading. Um, so I have that kind of background, um, holistic health. So the idea of food as medicine. Yes. There you go. See, I've been paying attention, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is food as medicine, and I can't, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but uh, healthier soil healthier food, healthier humans. How did I do with that, Daniel? Was I close to what they talk about at Rodale? Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, that was close enough, Marty. All right. Okay. All right. It's all equation, so it goes back and forth either way. Yeah, yeah. So food is medicine. Okay. Uh, Baylor, are you awake? You're with us. Baylor. Hello, hello. Hello, Marty. <laughs> okay. So Baylor is a second-year ASC intern and ASC stands for Agricultural Supported Communities. So um, what are you doing at Rodale? Baylor, talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, what are you even doing? What, what are you doing, doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Tell your teammates, what the heck are you doing? We just you know? having a good time. Um, <laughs> you know, me and Aslan actually started a little over a year ago, around the same time as first-year interns in the ASC program. Um, mm-hmm. And then 
she moved on to St. Luke's, but I stayed around as a second year. Um, and pretty much like over the past year, Dan has just been like furthering our training um, into more management and just honing in our skills a bit on uh, vegetable production and also diversifying a little bit into uh, the animal aspect that we have going on here and the grain aspects that we have going on here. Um, so over the past year, me and Aslan pretty much just like um, continued our journey to become farmers. So I don't know if Margaret Wilson sent this as a side note, uh, side note but I'd, I'd like to understand why. I understand you uh, come from Louisiana. So <laughs> how did you get from Louisiana to Kutztown, Pennsylvania? Talk to me about that. Well, honestly, it was because um, whenever I was in school, I used to use a lot of Rodale's work um, for citations. And so I knew that they existed. Um, and when I got out of school, I was kind of like, you know, what the heck am I even doing? And I stalked Rodale's page quite a bit and eventually saw that they had an internship opening up. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds like a fun thing to do. And then here we are, almost two years All downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this could get cruel. I got to be careful how I interview you guys. Oh, sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I got to be careful what I ask here. You know? <laughs> so, um, Daniel, I'll direct this question to you. Um, sure. How important or is it important, I should say, the ASC internship uh, program. Uh, again, I'm going to say it's agricultural supported communities. It seems to be a pretty significant part of Rodale Institute. Am I correct? It is. It is. We absolutely are. We're, we're very proud of our farmer training program. And uh, this ASC program actually doubles as a food access program. And so uh, my partner in crime, Jesse Barrett, who works here as our food production specialist, uh, he takes on the lion's share of finding our markets, finding the impoverished areas, setting up distribution, stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of like a, a double-headed program, whereas I take the biggest part of the farmer training, uh, as Baylor and Aslan mentioned. Um, yeah, they so they started in the, about two years ago now, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And almost all of the work around here is uh, done by the farm ops team, and these guys have been absolute paramount in allowing me to get my work done. Uh, handling the vegetable world, really just fitting into their education and helping mm -hmm. me get through it. Uh, I would say that this program is really second to none. There's not another farmer training program that is completely in-house the way that we have this one or not as extensive as this one as it goes an entire season and it's classes and field trips uh, once a week. Mm -hmm. So farmer training, uh, I mean, that's one of the, if not the main mission for it. Am I correct, Daniel? Uh, right. So the ASC, our farmer training is about 10 years old, but the Institute is well over that. So our research spans back 40 years, which is what the entire world knows. So I think that if you're looking at the enormous figure that is Rodel Institute, the farmer training is actually one of the newer components to the organization. Got it. Okay. Um, so folks, you are listening to the Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. We're talking to the wonderful folks at the Rodale Institute, and that is rodaleinstitute.org. I want to uh, give a plug immediately for everyone to go to rodaleinstitute.org, see all the wonderful work that they are doing there, subscribe to their newsletters. Um, they have webinars, they have all kinds of cool stuff going on. 
Um, they are literally have been and continue to change the world. I became aware of Rodale Institute probably several years ago, just just out of my concern for the food supply and for um, be careful how I say this, I guess, maybe with this group, you don't care how I say it, um, you know, chemicals and the additives and uh, how things were being farmed and shipped to us. And, and I could see I could see the connection between our health and uh, farming and pesticides and chemicals and all that kind of good stuff. So there's my little side note of why uh, Rodale is here. And I have a very serious concern for our children in the United States and all over the world. And so maybe I just kind of summed up the vision for Rodale Institute, because I think that's really one of the main missions that, uh, that you're on is, the, uh, is to uh, help direct farmers. So, Daniel, uh, I'll have to come back to you again, and some of these questions may be unfair, so so bear with me. No so I, I'm assuming that there are a um, considerable number of farmers who want to follow, I'll call it the new path, um, let's say the Rodale path, but there's challenges in that, is there not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be challenges with everything, and if I can, if I can check you real quick, uh, Organic was here first. Before Got herbicides it. existed, before uh, the hardcore pesticides and fungicides existed. So what I would say is that we're returning to the old way. And uh, mm -hmm. the real fad here is conventional agriculture, and people are seeing that. Uh, the bubbles burst. People are aware. They've pulled back the curtain. Uh, there are just you know endless amounts of evidence and research that show the harmful effects of some of these herbicides and pesticides. And so our aim is to, one, show the old way or the alternative to spraying the herbicides and then also enable people to take that knowledge and become actual farmers and actually farm you know it doesn't help if we all sit around in a classroom agreeing with each other who's going out there and doing it uh, i would say that that is the real work of rodale uh, multiple aspects uh, reducing herbicide spraying getting back to organic uh, healing the earth so we need more farmers doing this maybe maybe more farmers period um, but but doing this, so Daniel again, uh, I, I guess what the what the the follow up thought to that is, is that more farmers who are doing it locally can avoid some of the industrial farming techniques and go back to organic, as you've pointed out, and so their feed therefore feed our population. One of the reasons that has always been brought up is. Uh, that we need this industrial farming, we need chemicals, we need pesticides to grow to uh, feed the growing population. Um, we still have a growing population. Can we do it, Daniel? Can we do it through organic farming? Absolutely, with 100% certainty, I say we can fill we can fill the world with good food, good healthy food that does not need to have poison in it. Um, I think that it's a really really easy argument for big people to make, uh, big ag, the, the chemistry giants, uh, the people that are really benefiting from that. Of course, they're going to drive their sales. Of course, they're going to tell you what they need to get what they get what their sales are. That's the whole point of their game. Mm. We're not. We're not here to sell you anything. We're not here to make a single penny off of you. We're tired of seeing poison being dumped on the earth. Uh, I'm not the only person. Everyone that works here is equally passionate, and we want to see real change in the world, and that's what all these experiments are for. People have done an enormous amount of research on conventional agriculture. They have it down to how many pounds of seed go in, how much comes out, how many gallons of herbicide do I need? It's down to a science. It's, uh, 
it's an easy decision to make if you're not going to be fully involved or if you're not being told the truth. So what we are doing is creating independent research on organics and checking these people, the people that are uh, doing the experiments, but they're funded by the people that produce the actual chemical that's harmful. Uh, we are able to avoid that. We are not bought by anyone, we're not owned by anyone, and we don't make any money off of our information. So I would say that that's kind of where we're headed, that's where our direction is, and I think it's easy to get on board with that if you just listen, if you just open your ears, listen, think for yourself, and then don't take the easy way out, you know? Organic farming is hard work and there's no way around it. Boy, I really lit up Daniel there. He he, he was fired <laughs> up with that answer. Yeah. I'll put my soapbox away. Sorry. Whoa! No, that was good. I loved it. I loved it. And Daniel, actually, uh, on at Rodell, you're actually kind of doing a comparative thing, aren't you? Um, you're doing organic yeah. versus traditional, whatever it is, or uh, industrial. So, talk to me about that. You're actually uh, doing research right there on uh, at Rodell. Am I correct? Yes, we are. So we have two uh, major pro projects. The one flagship project most people have heard of is called FST, or Farming Systems Trial. And that is a 41, I want to say 41, it might be more than that, a 41-year-old uh, comparison between organic and conventional agriculture. Um, that is kind of at the corner of our property. We've taken it out of certification so we can do these experiments without you know, hurting everything around us. Uh, the other project we have is called VST, which similarly is the vegetable systems trial. And it's the same thing, comparison of organic to conventional, but only in vegetables instead of corn and soy. So mm -hmm. FST, corn, soy, wheat, uh, VST, we have lettuce and uh, winter squash and sweet corn and stuff like that. Some of the more popular crops that people are interested in. Mm -hmm. What's the results been? From all uh, well, So everything's always ongoing. Obviously, yeah, right now we, with the extensive information we have from FST, uh, we found equal yields in years of adequate moisture, and which means that, you know, enough rain for the plants to grow. And then when we had large droughts, uh, if I remember correctly, that the organic would out yield the conventional uh, because of that difference in philosophy and mentality of the production system. For the vegetables, it's a little too early. It's only been about six years. And so we are still collecting and analyzing uh, massive amounts of data. And I look forward to the next few years having publications come out of that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yes. So let's go a little deeper into this um, food as medicine kind of thing. I mean, it's very exciting what you're doing with St. Luke's. What? what how, how can we as independent folks, you know, folks just listening to this show, uh, business people, et cetera, et cetera. What other advice would you give us in terms of this food as medicine? Um, you know, where do we get it? How do we get it? Is that a fair question to ask? Yeah. Um, I think simply the best way I've found in my life to, to access food that is medicine is by finding it locally. I know that this might not be um, the best response for people all over the country, but I know at least um, around here, the best quality food I'm finding is from local sources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's more um, farmers markets and those kind of places. There's more, well, the CSAs, they're, they're, they're there and they're finding new ways to get products and services. I, I would add maybe is that, 
for folks listening to this is to look for alternatives. Is is that okay to say that, Aslan? Yeah, the food the food that you're getting at the grocery stores, um, the amount of time that it's taken to get there, um, uh, and and all of the resources that were taken for it to get there, um, it, you can't compare that to the the quality of food that you would be getting from, you know, getting a dozen eggs um, down the street or like some lettuce yes. mix from your neighbor or um, whoever's growing it locally. Yeah. And, yes. and also locally, the radius of what is considered local is different for everybody. So like my local could be down the street, but your local could be like within that county. Mm. Yeah, I uh, spent time with Margaret Wilson. Again, I mentioned that Dan Kimbrough and I were down there. We uh, recorded a video. And that's one of the things that she brought up is that uh, COVID-19 has really driven home the issue. Um Supply chains have been uh, affected. Our food supply, there's been empty uh, shelves at grocery stores in that if we had more access to local local products, local food, uh, I'm sure we still have problems with COVID-19. But um, she drove that home, that the supply chain, you, you're, you may be eating food in the supermarket that Lord knows how old it is and whatever it's gone through to get there. So, so that's a great point. It's simply fresher and it's most likely healthier. So again, I'm not representing Rodale Institute with my comments. These are mine, you know, these are mine. So Baylor, um, it's exciting. You're part of that internship program there. Again, uh, that's called Agricultural Supported Communities. Baylor, what do you want to do when you grow up? Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> I'm planning on never growing up first off. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, I um, I think that I'm going to uh, have the opportunity to further um, my work and education here at Rodale for a bit. Um, and that's really important to me because I really believe in the work that we're doing. Um, and I think that we can definitely continue and expand on that. Um, but in the far, far future, um, I would love to be able to retire on my own diversified farm um, mm. down the road. So, Daniel, we have to give this uh, guy support here. You know, he's going <laughs> to be one of our big farmers. Uh, Dan's you know. giving me enough support for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to start wrapping up. So... Here's the way I want to wrap up. Uh, I'm going to ask all of you to think, and I'll ask, I'll call on Daniel first, and I'll keep talking so he has a minute to think about what I'm going to ask him about. Um, what have we missed in this interview that you want to make sure that uh, people know about? Um, this is primarily a business show. I'm doing this because I want to get this message out. I believe that business, uh, traditional business, I'll call it, has always changed the world and we can change the world. And if we have more and more business people understanding what's going on at Rodale Institute, uh, I think it's a, a huge benefit for everyone, including the business people to have a healthier employees, et cetera. And so I'm going to ask all of you that question, you know, what have we missed or what is, what, what point or two would you like to drive home to kind of wrap up? So Daniel, start with you. Great. Um, 
if I could give you a take home message business wise, I would just want people to be aware of the resources that are available if they're ever deciding on a career in agriculture in any way. It's, it's difficult for anyone that did not grow up on a farm or does not have relatives that farm or doesn't have rich relatives that'll just buy them a farm. Uh, there are boundaries in place that some people don't realize until they're knee deep in their career. Um, don't let that happen to you. Find the training that's going to make this easier for you. Come to Rodale, talk to me, apply for the program. I can teach you how to farm. Um, I can guarantee that someone will go from very little experience to being a full-blown farmer in two years. Some of our people are smart enough to do it sooner than that, but that's my guarantee. So um, if you are thinking about this, be smart, uh, be prepared, and contact me, and I'll help you with both of those things. And we can find you on the uh, RodaleInstitute.org website? Yeah, it's one of the drop-down pages for either working with us or employment. I forget the exact language, but it's where the internships are, and you're looking for the ASC internship. Okay, Aslan, any any uh, points that you'd like to wrap up or anything that we didn't ask you that you'd want to tell us about? Um, I guess all I would really like to, to bring to the table is that organic farming is a very real option um, for a lot of people um, that um, maybe traditionally wouldn't consider it. Um, and it's just a great way that you can care for the earth. You can care for the health of yourself and of your community. Um, and future generations. Um, so farming is also activism, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. And um, you could do it with the help of, you know, your local community, or you could go to a place like Rodale or find other internships, but it's all out there for you. Um, you just have to, to do it. So that's all I'd like to say. Okay, Baylor, you're up. Last comments. Um, I think Aslan kind of stole some of my stuff. <laughs> no. Um, I, no, I, not to like, um, completely belabor the point, but I think just, uh, if you're interested in farming, um, there are some really great programs at like the high school level. I was involved in FFA, Future Farmers of America, throughout my high school experience. And a lot of rural high schools have that as an opportunity. Um, and then beyond that, you know, if you're interested after you graduate high school or after you graduate college, I think an internship um, really is the way to go. Like finding a um, paid internship or an unpaid, if you can swing it, is just like a really great way to know whether this is what you want to get involved in, in like through your life. So these wonderful folks have been, that have been with me are from the Rodale Institute, rodaleinstitute.org. You can find them. You can find uh, all the great work that's uh, being done at the Institute. Again, I encourage you very strongly for all the reasons that we've been talking about today to go to that website, see all the great stuff. There's some great white papers on there. I'd like to point out one of them. It says in the heading at the, on the website, we can alter the course of climate change. I'm going to repeat that. We can alter the course of climate change. And you can find a white paper there uh, that's called Regenerative Agriculture and the Soil Carbon Solution. Regenerative Agriculture and the Soil Carbon Solution. So what's 
on to the biggest topics today. It's climate change in addition to organic farming, of course. So I would encourage you to go to that website. So, um, hey, team, Rodell, thank you so much for being part of the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Marty. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, folks, thanks for listening to this special edition of the Business Builder Show, again, featuring the folks at the Rodale Institute. Again, I'm saying it for the fourth or fifth time, please subscribe to Rodale's newsletters and subscribe to the Business Builder Show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode of what we're talking about talking about with Rodell and uh, all the exciting things that we talk about on the Business Builder Show. So, Everyone, thank you so much for listening. I'm Marty Wolf. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Find all our shows and many other great podcasts at businessbuildersmedia.com. That's businessbuildersmedia.com.